0: Welcome back to Thoughts from the Tinkerage. This is episode 9, I want to say. Uh, A bit of an impromptu one, so there's no microphone, so hopefully that won't affect how the sound comes over. I'm thinking about the kind of coronavirus, as most people are, and this morning I'm I'm feeling a bit guilty, just being, um, again, playing Dad's Taxi, and while I'm waiting for my I popped to supermarket and because we couldn't get a delivery of toilet roll this last week I thought well I'm going to make sure that I've got a packet of toilet roll so I I picked up a packet of toilet roll and I actually felt guilty walking out of the shop having bought and paid for this packet of nine toilet rolls uh, it's strange isn't it yeah I was seeing people with trolleys with yeah, two, three packets. And it, it got me thinking to uh, a couple of things. Again, kind of almost thinking back to the early 2000s. And in fact, in, in the late 90s for uh, for another one. And it, it's, again, associating perhaps with, with people. In the, actually I'd like to say mid-2000s. And I'll talk about this again at length because it's, it's certainly something I think other people need to hear. I went to a talk by uh, a brilliant young woman called Deborah Sill, and just to give you the very short version here and now, she took part in a competition to row across the Atlantic with her husband, who was an Olympic rower. Uh, A week in, he developed ocean phobia, it took another week for the rescue boat to arrive When the rescue boat arrived, and obviously they were disqualified from the race, rather than climbing onto the rescue boat, she decided to carry on rowing. And spent, I think, the next three months rowing across the Atlantic. It's an epic tale, and certainly a book I would recommend reading, as she's done many TED Talks, and other talks, and it's a fantastic story. But there was one... One kind of snippet that I take from that story and I often kind of get reminded about. And that's the bit where she wrote on the hatch surround that was in front of her as she was rowing. The words, choose your attitude. And I think that's that's something that we forget that we can actually do. We can choose how we react to things it's not always easy to choose perhaps a a good approach and a good, I suppose, depends on your viewpoint. Yeah, sometimes it's right to perhaps be angry about something. Sometimes it's right to be sad. Um, But I think sometimes we also don't necessarily choose the best possible attitudes and attitudes that maybe are detrimental to our own physical and particularly mental health. As I was thinking about this last night, it reminded me also of a course that I did in the 1990s. I can't remember exactly when now. It would have been prior to 99, I think. So sometime between 97 and 99. It was a behavior management course, and it was led by a gentleman called Andy Vass. Now, the fact that I can remember his name is, is, is quite telling. I have, or I did, in my 20 plus years of teaching, attended dozens and dozens of training courses. Some of them just a, a single hour, some of them a full day. Some of them led internally, some of them shared by with other schools in kind of local area. Some of them run by companies uh, who who do just do so for profit. Uh, that's something I'll probably talk about at some point. I have a bit of a uh, bug in my ear about that sometimes. But this particular course, it was it was run by a gentleman called Andy Vass. He is not an unknown name in. The British education world, uh, very well known for his behaviour management, amongst other things. And I, I can only I can remember two things from that course. One was chatting to a teacher from a very difficult area of London, who was passing tale of. Some of the behaviors that she had seen in her classroom and other colleagues in her school were suffering. And I thought I was in a difficult school at the time. It really kind of made, it kind of put things into perspective for me. The other thing, the kind of, you know, the the meat of the the course, there there were lots of things. There were some real key issues. But there was this one particular point that really struck home with quite a few of us. And it's possibly one of the most important points when thinking about behaviour management. There are quite a lot. I, I have uh, written a few articles, not published, but I've written a few articles. I use some for training purposes in schools regarding behaviour management and some of the principles and, and good practices that can be used. But this one particular point really hit home to me, and it was possibly because it wasn't something that I was really considering. And in some ways, it's it's blindingly obvious. It really is. It's so, so simple. But it's quite critical to actually how one can manage in a classroom and, and get on with behaviour management. But it's also one that I think many teachers don't really appreciate, but it's also something that's really applicable to the world around us. And the idea is really, really quite simple. It's the idea that in a classroom, as a teacher, there is only one person in that room whose behavior you can control. That's your own. Quite a simple idea, really. So how you choose to react or how you do react to situations in a classroom. Or, thinking wider, how we react to situations in the world. How we react to the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic as it is now. That's, that's just, it's key. It's easy with the way social media works and with the way... Particularly, I think, some of the mainstream media works for us to perhaps panic. The I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a phrase, I can't remember the phrase exactly. I'm I'm not a I never studied media studies. Yeah, but there's, there is that phrase, isn't it? That kind of yeah, blood and tears sells papers. Panic. That sells papers. Misery. That sells papers. I actually get quite cross with how some of the media works. I'm, I was convinced at the time, and I'm, I'm just as convinced now, that my father, who was an avid reader of a newspaper that rhymes with daily fail, which... I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to... I, I want to keep this clean, and I want to keep this uh, appropriate. But in his later years, he certainly would often look at certain things very negatively that didn't need to be looked at negatively. And I, I think, I believe, that a lot of that was fed by the vitriol and the nature of that media. So I think basically what I'm saying is, you know, We get to control how we consider the things that happen to us. My personal example, I've already stated a couple of times, I have had to give up my teaching career. I have degenerative disc disease. The discs in my lumbar spine specifically are degenerating, uh, have degenerated, and they will continue to do so. It's, It's not something that has been easy, and it is something that I manage, I have to manage, but I also have decided to take the attitude of it's just the way it is. Yeah, I made decisions and things happened when I was in my 20s and maybe some of those decisions weren't the best ones and some of the things that happened uh, maybe I didn't react to in the most appropriate way you don't say no when you're in your early twenties. The little decisions that I've made through the years, maybe sped up the process, but ageing would have would have done anyway. Too much time sitting down, not enough time maybe doing appropriate types of exercise. The key though is that, you know, I've just got to accept it. And accepting doesn't mean Yeah, I like the situation. It doesn't mean that I've given up on the situation. I take care in the best way that I can. I try not to wallow in regret. It's, you know, if if I kind of regret the hours that I used to enjoy running over hills and moors carrying stupid amounts of of weight, hours of mountain biking, of taking falls, climbing. If I was to regret that, then that makes those activities some negative part of my life. And they were a really positive part of my life. So I think what I'd like just to say to people listening, people watching on YouTube, how you react to situations, whether it's a pandemic whether it's a person pulling out in front of you, how you choose to react is completely up to you. Yeah, I was. I was queuing to go drunk, pulling to the car park, the long queue at the supermarket earlier. There was a gentleman in the car behind me. Uh, it was clear that there were three small children in the car, uh, certainly kind of a toddler. Older toddler age, and he was smoking. Now, I believe that's now currently in the UK illegal to be smoking in a car with children under the age of fourteen, I think, or sixteen. And it it it's something that I get very annoyed about. Now, the situation obviously it's not a situation where the car park key or I in the car park is actually on the kind of road leading into the car park. Some traffic lights, you know, jump out of the car and lambast him and put him out of the car and you know, beat him to the ground and tell him not to do that again if he loves his children. No point trying to kind of gesticulate single or double digits in the car and shouting out of the car window angrily. But there's no point me trying to bear that grudge. He has no idea that it makes me cross. But if i maintain that kind of element of being cross now, you know, an hour or so later, the only person that's damaging is is, is me. So I've yeah I, I've chosen to take that bit of information, slot it away. It's as I said, it, it's 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 okay to be angry sometimes. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to have a rant. Yeah, in in the right place, in the right circumstances, maybe with the right people. Yeah, you know, don't hold on to these things. Yeah, it's when we hold on to the kind of negativity that will have a, the biggest impact on us, and that's the biggest negative impact on us. Kind of, I suppose it links to that idea of you know, what does worry achieve? Worry doesn't achieve anything. It doesn't help you deal with the difficulty up ahead. It doesn't help you deal with things in the past. So you know, you can't change things through worry. So don't worry. I guess it's very similar to that. So. Choose your attitude. Remember, you only have control over your behaviour. No one else's. But sometimes by taking control of your behaviour, that's a knock-on effect on other people. Thank you for listening once again. If you have any comments, please do reach out. The best way for that is through Instagram, thoughts on the Tinkerage, or Andy CPU. Uh, you can also leave comments if you want to be more public on Thoughts from Tinkridge YouTube channel when that goes public. Uh, if you're not subscribed to that, I, it'd be great if you could. I'd love to get to the hundred subscribers so that I can claim the custom URL. Uh, that would just be a, a really nice little thing to do. I'm not looking to get thousands of subscribers on that channel. I, I don't think it's possibly the right medium for it, but it'd be great to get to a hundred and claim that URL. Though keep safe. Keep thinking about how you can help other people, even if it's just in small ways, just a smile, only taking one packet of toilet roll. Bye for now.